Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. And uh, in this episode, I am joined once again by my friends Amber Minogue and Paul Taylor. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. Hi. And uh, we're still sitting up here on the terrace um, in the sunshine. Well, partly in the sunshine. Half the terrace is in the sunshine. The other half is in the shade. Um, now, you may have listened to um, a rec- another recent episode that was recorded on this terrace with Amber and Paul. And you will have heard us... Uh, Sort of moving around, sharing different time in the sun. I expect that's going to continue. But this episode should have slightly more focus to it. Um, if my computer would just wake up. Okay. So this one is it's really it's all about dealing with awkward situations in English or ways of giving bad news in English or ways of trying to say negative things uh, in English. Um, it's, it's rather difficult for me to put a catch-all title at the top of this episode. But basically, we're going to be looking at ways of delivering bad news or saying negative things in English. Uh, We're going to consider ways of using language carefully to say some negative things without upsetting people or making them angry. Now, this is a kind of linguistic um, area that we're looking at, but it's also a cultural thing too, and we'll be considering the ways in which different cultures deal with this sort of thing. So it's it's a bit of culture, it's a bit of uh, language, um, and uh, so it's... What kind of situations am I talking about? Um, well... Um, you know, let's say you've got to deliver some, some bad news, like something bad has happened, maybe it's your fault, uh, and you've got to explain it to a friend. Maybe I should start with a, with a situation, okay? I'm going to give a situation to you guys, I want, to, I want you to tell me what you think and what you would say. Imagine this situation. I'm calling it the bad haircut situation, all right? <laughs> now, uh, imagine <laughs> this. You're at work on a Monday morning. And your colleague arrives. Your colleague's name is Jane, okay? Now, she's a lovely person. She's really sweet, really nice person. She's kind, she's sensitive, and she's generous, okay? Now, also, she has been a little bit underconfident recently. She's had a few problems. She split up with her boyfriend, who she had been going out with for four years. The breakup left her feeling a bit lonely and a bit upset. Uh, But now, after, you know... The tears and and the the depression and stuff, she's starting to feel much better about herself. And she's ready to take control of her life again. Okay? You getting the picture? Yeah. Right. Sensitive situation, I think you'll agree. Now, um, at the weekend, Jane had her hair cut. And she's chosen a new style. It's a new beginning for Jane. She's chosen a new style. It's really quite different to the previous style that she had before. And to be honest, it doesn't look good. Okay, it really doesn't look good. It doesn't suit her at all. It's not really a fashionable style either. She seems to be a bit unsure of herself as she comes into the office, but at the same time she's excited about her new haircut, which obviously also cost her a lot of money. Can I ask a question about yes. the haircut? Is there a fringe? 
uh, they could be a fringe. Has she coloured? Has she has colour been involved? Has yeah. she gone blonde, for example? Well, yeah, it could be. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think about the details. I haven't thought <laughs> about the details, Amber. I've left that to your imagination. Well, we can define. It does make a difference. Do you think a fringe is a good or a bad thing? Wait, it's much more of a statement. You, know, a you notice a fringe, don't you? Really? Well, I mean, if she'd had a perm, she'd have travelled back in time. But I mean, if she's coloured her hair, you know, it's very expensive. It takes a long time to grow out. OK, let's say she's, she's added a fringe and she's cut her hair really short. Mm-hmm. So it's short with a fringe. And she's changed the colour. And she's changed the colour. OK. And it makes her head look the wrong shape. It's like her face suddenly doesn't look attractive anymore. She looks much older. Uh, it's really frightening. In fact, <laughs> she's like, oh my god, you know what? This is a bad move. She's she's taken a large step in the wrong direction with this haircut. That's what you're <laughs> thinking. Um, she seems to be a bit unsure about herself, but she's also excited about her new hair, uh, which obviously cost her a lot of money. You're the first person she's seen in the office, and she says to you, "So, what do you think of my new haircut?" Now, what do you say to her? I'd like my listeners to think about this. What, think about the situation carefully. Consider these questions, listeners, before you decide on your response. I'm going to ask uh, Amber and Paul what they think. Um, here are some questions to consider. How exactly will you phrase your response? So what do you think of my hair? How, uh, how honest will you be? Will you tell her the truth or will you give it to her straight? How might your response affect Jane's feelings? How direct will you be? Are you going to go in a direct way? Is it going to be negative, positively phrased? Uh, What is the normal, usual and common thing that you would say to a friend in this situation? And how would you say that in English? And if you were from a different culture, would that affect your answer? And how would an English person answer the question? Okay, so uh, we've got, so what do you think of my hair? What do you think of my new haircut? And you've got one you got one sentence. What are you going to say? Uh, Amber? I would say, um, wow, you've completely changed. It's completely new. Something like that. Okay. I wouldn't want to commit to saying I like it or I don't. I'd say in a positive tone that it was a, a, a fresh start because that's what it symbolises and it doesn't matter whether I like it or not. What's important is what it means and how it makes her feel. Okay, so, what, so tell me the phrase again. I'd say something like, you know... You know, wow, it's it's completely different. Completely new look. Interesting. You're just saying that it's different. I'm saying All it's right. a completely new look. Paul, I'm, as a I, man... I, I'm, well, as a man, it's, I'd, I'd be even more... Paul wouldn't notice. He <laughs> 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 wouldn't notice. Uh, I probably wouldn't notice, but... Um, Let's say you know. Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, because it's J- her name is Jane and I'm a man... Hi, Paul. Hi. Do you like my new haircut? I do, yeah. It looks great. That's exactly what I would say. That sounds so. And then I, and then I would, yeah, it and then looks I would, really great. Then Amber would show up, and I'd be like, Amber, her hair is horrific. You need to go talk to her about it. Uh, yeah, as well. I mean, as a guy. Yeah, I mean, she, it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's the same. I think it's basically the same. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say. I wouldn't say you could have. It doesn't look that great. I mean, I would. I would comment on it in a positive way. I think you're probably... Yeah, me too. I'd say, oh, wow, that looks really... Uh, wow, that looks... I'm no good at this kind of thing. Wow, that, lo- wow, that looks really... Uh, d- let me try and find the right word. Mm, so that that's great. Hey, that's really great. Oh, wow. Yeah, good for you. But it'd be so tempting <laughs> to say things like, oh, really, was it expensive? Or um, something like, oh, wow. Um, um, well... Uh, I know I know the number of a good hairdresser well, a for next time. A thing to say would be like, oh, well, that'll grow out. 
Don't worry, it'll yeah. grow out. That would be the wrong thing to say. That would be the wrong it? thing to say. No, it'll, it'll grow out, don't worry. Don't worry. And then she's going to be like, but I wasn't worrying, in fact. I, was, <laughs> I thought it looked really good, Amber, you're so mean. <laughs> That's what would happen there. Okay, now, so Amber said... Oh, that looks different. That's a really new style, which is interesting because it's not neither positive nor negative. There's no value judgment. But it, my tone t- would say that I, I liked it. Okay, so, hey, Amber, do you like my new haircut? It cost me a thousand pounds. A thousand pounds? Wow, you must have gone to a really posh salon. Yeah, I went See, to... See, there's no judgment there, yeah. Jane. Well, you've got to think about Jane as well, in yeah. the sense that... If she's telling you this, because most people don't tell you, like, what do you think of my new hair? They wait for the people to comment on it. Mm. Like, they'll come into the office and just pretend like nothing's happened. Yeah. And then they'll wait for somebody to go, oh, I like your new haircut. And that's been my experience of people getting haircut. Like, um, you know, yeah. girlfriends, people, my mum, just sort of like, will have a haircut. And she's like, oh, have you not, after like an hour of us interacting, she's like, have you not noticed anything different? Yeah. I'm like, N- no, not necessarily. Or, or, or you can say, yeah, I did notice and I didn't want to say anything because <laughs> well, I needed to go away and plan it. Exactly. <laughs> that's probably... <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you've you got to think about what Jane... If she's that type of person that comes in and goes, hey, what do you think about my haircut? Um, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I would just say, yeah, it's good. I mean, because it's one of those things that's not an important decision. It's not an important thing to tell her it doesn't look good, in yeah. my opinion. It's like, well, if she feels good about it, then she does. Yeah. You know? see, compliment giving and receiving is quite a complicated ritual in England, mm-hmm. I find, because Jane is anxious. She's got new hair. If it's a completely different new style, she's going to come in knowing that people are going to say something. And there's a sort of, there's a, there's a way of dealing with it. Like, we'll say, oh gosh, that's, look at your new hair. That looks completely new. or that's fantastic. And then Jane will have to sort of say something like, oh, you know, I, it's nothing, I just fancied a change. And, you know, she kind of has to reject the compliment. And right. then you need to then re-compliment her, and that will go on for a while. Yeah, we're good at doing that. Very interesting. I wonder also if, if there's something about the fact that we're all English here. Um, I, I wonder if that makes a difference. Like, so Amber, you know, basically... Paul, you sort of didn't really tell the truth. You didn't like the haircut, but you said it was nice. Amber didn't really say either way. And the point is that probably for us English people, we believe that it's better to try and save, not hurt her feelings and at the same time not really tell her the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'm sure that there are some people listening to this who think, no, you've got to tell her the truth. It might hurt at the beginning, but ultimately, if you're a friend, you've got to tell her the truth. And, And I can understand that too. So there's a cultural aspect to this as well. I think the English sometimes are accused of being uh, a bit two-faced. Now, we think that we're just being nice, that we're just trying to be nice and trying to prevent people's feelings from being hurt. Uh, But uh, some people sometimes consider that we are not entirely sincere and that when we go, oh, that's nice, actually underneath it we're going, I f***ing hate that. Yeah. Everyone does that a little bit. Though. Yeah, I yeah, suppose so. I think it depends on the stakes. You know, a haircut, yep. the stakes aren't very high. I mean, if she was seeing a brutal boyfriend who was beating her nightly, maybe <laughs> you would sort of say, well, you know, it's better to tell her the truth. Like sometimes people don't want to hear the truth, and you, re- and you do tell them, yeah. you're obliged to tell them, if you're a true friend. Yeah. When it comes to a haircut of a colleague... It's not sort of... Also, the truth is a tricky... It's a slippery eel, the truth. It is, isn't I it? Do think you're, I do think... Like, I've, I had a recent experience where that similar situation... It wasn't a haircut, though, but it was a serious situation where 
I had decided to end a relationship. Yeah. And went back home to England to talk to my friends about it and my family. And they all kind of saw my point of view and kind of agreed with it and were like, you know, that's that's cool. And then when I decided to change that decision, yeah. they were like, oh, we're so glad that you, you, you changed the decision. Like, it's great. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that when I was asking you? Because I came to ask you about what your thoughts were. And, and everyone, you were all, all of you were just agreeing with my decision and not telling yeah. me. The only person was my dad who was just like, I think you're making a mistake. I think you're making a mistake. Uh, you should think about it, blah, blah, blah. And he was the only one. Everyone else that I spoke to <laughs> was was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we understand your point of view. It makes sense, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as I as I went back, they were like, oh, we're so glad. So so you went to your friends and you were like, look, um, guys, I'm thinking about breaking up with my girlfriend. And they're like, yeah, good good idea. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, really? And then you went and did it. And then you changed your mind. You went back to them and said, guys, I think I'm thinking of I think I made the wrong decision. I think we're going to get back with my girlfriend. They were like, yeah, good idea, definitely. Pretty like, much, do you- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose in the end, we've got to take responsibility for ourselves and our friends are just going to be there for us, whatever we you know, decide to mm-hmm. do. Uh, but the, then there are some people who, whose responsibility it is to kind of disagree with you sometimes, like your dad, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, now, and th- that's when the stakes were high, so, as you said. You know, that's, right. when you want, that's when, in theory, your real friends come through when, you, when you're like, oh, I'm thinking about, I don't know, quitting my job to do s- this stupid thing. And people are like, oh, well, yeah, you should do that. The stakes are very high when it's, when it's like a very serious situation that, that could have very serious repercussions. Quitting your job, ending a long-term relationship, the stakes are pretty high. Getting a, getting a new haircut, what's the worst that's going to happen? You just People are going to judge you, but it's not going to be that bad. So if the stakes are high, that's when the good friends have to come in and step in and tell Save the truth. Hard. Okay. Hard truths. Okay, so just basically in this, it's in these difficult situations for me that language, as well as these cultural and social considerations, that language also becomes vital. We need to be diplomatic in order to prevent problems, to keep relationships sweet, and to avoid big arguments or hurt feelings. Now, you need to be able to use language very carefully sometimes, but how? What are the approaches and phrases that you can use to achieve these things? Let's look into it in this episode. We're also going to play around and improvise a few scenarios in which people have to deliver some pretty bad news, which should be fun, I hope. Um, So let's just... Should we just talk a little bit about cultural aspects before we go on to play around with some situations? Um, How would different cultures react uh, to the same situation? Are British people more awkward? Uh, uh, Do we have many social codes in the UK? What are they? Does our language define us? Or do we define our language? And are Americans more relaxed and laid back than British people? I wonder. Now, um, Amber, you've got an example, haven't you? What was the example that you mentioned to us earlier on related to this? You had an example of a friend. Uh, a friend of mine who's German. Yeah. Okay, I have a German friend who speaks lovely English. She's lived in England, she's lived in America, so she's very comfortable speaking English, um, but she currently lives in France and speaks very good French as well. But mm. she said, you know, living in France, there's lots of codes, lots of different social codes that you might get wrong, but in France it's absolutely okay because French people hear that you're foreign and forgive you for making these mistakes. For example... 
For example, if you don't say bonjour when you go into if a boulangerie, you don't say bonjour when you go into boulangerie. I don't think they forgive you for that. But like if you said bonjour <laughs> twice to someone in the same day, right? Or if you, you know. if you use the to form, not the vous form, something yeah, like that. Yeah, more subtle codes. I mean, that's a, like a linguistic code. But mm-hmm. you know, if you. You know, there's sort of all the etiquette around eating or wine or anything yeah. like that. Those give, sort of more subtle social codes. Give an example. I, w- I went round to uh, a French friend's house, one of my wife's friends, and we were all sitting round. Everyone was French except me. Um, and uh, sort of near the end of the evening, it was like close friends and stuff, I took my shoes off because I was a bit uncomfortable. I took my shoes off, and my girlfriend was like, put your shoes back on. Don't take your shoes off. <laughs> she didn't say it like that. But she was like, take... And afterwards, she was like, why, the, why did you take your shoes off? I was like, I was uncomfortable. We were relaxed with friends. Yeah. And uh, she was like, no, you don't, you don't take your shoes off in that situation. <laughs> wow. Paul is looking at me like, huh? Maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's just her. Maybe it was your socks. Maybe it was my smelly socks. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. But anyway, I felt like so oh they my were the God. type of people that you walk into the house and you keep the shoes on. Yeah, it was that kind okay. of thing. I didn't realise. Okay. I don't know if that's a general rule or you if that's just <laughs> that's just one specific <laughs> thing. But maybe that's an example. <laughs> but they, I was forgiven because I'm foreign and I, you know, get things wrong. I'm like Mr. Bean in Paris. Exactly, yeah. and so well, she. But her point was that in France, there's all these sort of codes, like there are in every country. But the French are very forgiving of foreigners, whereas in Britain, there are as many codes, and it's very complicated. Mm. But they pretend they don't have any. We sort of say, "Oh no, we don't have any codes." But then, when foreign people get them wrong, even subtle codes that they might not be aware of, we feel very offended and put out right. by their sort of error. So one of those codes, for example, is saying please and thank you. One of those codes for me is a little bit what we're talking about with Jane, and it's about how you compliment and receive a compliment and give a compliment. So I went to my boyfriend's work do, and I'd worn like a nice dress because it was the first time I was meeting his colleagues. And to be friendly with another colleague, I said to her, oh, um, those very nice earrings you're wearing. And she said, thank you. And that was all she did. She didn't then compliment me in any way. Right. And I felt really hurt by her rudeness. I was really shocked by how inconsiderate she'd been. And I, and I couldn't... I, I don't know, I just sort of thought, God, what, how rude that woman is. Right, so you complimented mm. her and she didn't compliment you back. She didn't say anything. She just said, thank you for the compliment. And right. I, felt, I felt that she'd been really rude. And then mm. later I read this book by... We were just talking about it by Kate Fox, which was talking about watching the English and these codes that we're perhaps not even aware of. And this subtle compliment play of what you're meant to do in England is yeah. amongst women is say, oh, those are very nice earrings. Oh, I, these old things, I just got them in a car boot sale. Oh, that's a lovely dress. Oh, this dress, it was just uh, just been in my wardrobe for ages. What nice shoes. And you're meant to sort of give and refuse a compliment. And I was expecting her to do that. And when she didn't, I felt quite hurt. So I didn't... I didn't Paul, did you realise that? I, did you realise yeah, I mean, that we, we we're supposed uh, to do that? Guys don't really compliment each other... Uh, Well, it would be like, oh, nice watch or something like that. But, yeah, now that you're saying it, here's... And this is a great point, because now that you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, that's a definite English thing that I've seen happen. But I didn't... If you'd have... if Like, you asked the question, like, what specific codes or social codes do we have in the UK? Like, I'm struggling to think of them, but then you've just said that, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But I sort of... I hadn't quite realised that... uh, 
that's the way compliments work. Maybe between women. I don't know if it's between men as well. But basically, it's like, oh, I love those earrings. They're really nice. And you have to say, oh, no, these, they're rubbish, aren't they? They're crap. No, they're, yes. they're, I found them on the floor. They're, basically, yes. Yeah. Even if they're like a family heirloom, which cost, you know, even if they're really important, you sort of have to be, oh, oh, it's oh, just no, nothing. No, 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 no. Yes. So English, we're, not very, we're not very good at so accepting English. positive feedback or positive comments. Yeah. I think it's the same when, you know. I think it's anything direct, you know, it's the same, you know, you wouldn't go into someone's house and change the television channel, you know, there's something about implying something. When an English person tells you something, you need to hear what they're not saying so much as listen to but, what they are saying. But what, what, if, what if someone said to a person, oh, I like your earrings, and the person said, oh, yeah, me too, I like them as well, they're really nice, aren't they? Now, wh- what's wrong with that? Well, I mean, that's okay in itself. Like, if I said, oh, those are lovely earrings, I said, oh, thank you, I, I, they're my favourite. But what then they need to do in response yeah. is compliment the other person. Right. Like, it's not enough. Like, you can accept a compliment and say, oh, oh thank you very much. They, oh, they're my favourite too. I don't know, but there's always a but, you know, oh, they're my favourite too, even though... Mm. I, so it's, I it's sort of like we're, we're quite self-effacing, aren't yeah. we? Meaning that, we, you know, it's important to try and be modest. Because if you... Like, the, one of the worst things you can do in England is be arrogant. Or show off. Or show off. And, mm. uh, you know, be... Uh, try and show off your wealth or how great you are. You've got to try and be modest and nice, it seems. So, first of all, lovely earrings. Oh, there, yeah, I just uh, picked them up in a market. And then you say, oh, but your dress is gorgeous. Yes. So you have to return the compliment. Yes. Uh, you, ex- you, you, you accept the compliment, but you play it down. And then you have to return the compliment. Exactly. Okay. What about between blokes? What do, what do guys do in England? It's like, I like your watch, Paul. Where'd you get that? I'll just tell you where I got it. I, I got it. Know, I don't know men function in the same no, way. No, we don't. I don't but think it's, they do. It's a very, you, it's something that sparked a thought there was um, the how we don't like arrogance, hmm. I think. And I think something that's interesting, the difference between English and Americans, is that they they love it. Like I, it's it's a very they, mm. it, it seems like the the kind of social norm that I've been a, a, around there is that you that's how you behave. Like in order to get anywhere, like you have to show your worth, you have to sell yourself, right. be very good at selling yourself, and and I don't know whether it's because there's a lot of there's you know three hundred million people in order to stand out and be someone in yeah. amongst that many people, you kind of have to do that. Yeah, that's um, interesting. But they um, like that. Like they they they. I've I've had negative feedback from my workplace yeah. that I don't sell myself enough, right? Um, and it's an American company, and I I watch other people, other, other my, my colleagues doing exactly that, and I hate it so much. Like I can't stand people who oh my project I did this and I did this and, and it's just like oh I can't. so it's like Paul um, can I can I just have a word with you just for a moment? I've been watching your performance. You're a very intelligent guy. You're British. Um, I love your accent, Thank um, you. but um, we've noticed kind of a lack of sale. I mean, you're not selling yourself enough. The guys on the team are not convinced. Why? Why? Why aren't you selling yourself enough, Paul? I don't know if you get that that aggressive. Because mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm English and I, I don't like. I, I don't believe in needing to show off. You don't want to come across as being arrogant. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Going back to the thing about guys, when guys talk about and compliment each other, I think that maybe there's a slight difference there that for women, 
like the clothes you're wearing, the accessories you have, it's all part of you. So criticizing or commenting on the accessories is commenting on you as a person. But for guys, we're sort of separate from the things that we own. Like, for example, your watch or, you know, the new barbecue that you've got. It's like you and then your stuff. And if you comment on someone's stuff, then you can have a, uh, uh, a neutral conversation about someone else's stuff. For example, I'll say to you, I like your watch, and then we talk about the watch. Mm-hmm. And we're both on neutral ground, and the watch is a third thing, and we're, we're sort of point, you know, yeah. talking about it. And it's not an assessment of Paul as a person. So what would probably happen is I'd say, I like your watch. Where did you get it? And then he starts talking about where he got it, and then we talk about the technical features of the watch mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. And then, and then Paul says, yeah, you should get one too and it's like we're on the same side sort of thing have you ever had it where between guys like you talk about or someone compliments like your girlfriend or so it's like oh you know you know girlfriend wife (laughs) where are you going with this no no but like it's like oh and it's i think it's a similar thing where you're like oh your girlfriend or, or wife you know she's like she's really hot or she's you know, she's really nice or whatever. And then, then that's where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that's where I feel awkward. Yeah, I found, her, like, I found her in this re- in this club. You should go there. <laughs> but then I feel like I have to say something nice about the other person's wife oh, right. or girlfriend or it's partner. Like, Paul, uh, your you? girlfriend's French, right? Yeah, I'm just talking about in, in between. It doesn't need to be American. <laughs> but yeah, she's French. Right. So, yeah, she's really fit. <laughs> yeah, that's when I'm walking. I'm like, oh, so, like, what do you say to that? You have to say. Yeah, that's, like, so, that's inappropriate. Yeah, that is a, I, I would find it inappropriate if a guy came up to me and was like, "All right, Paul, because uh, my name's Ma- my name's Mark Paul. <laughs> All right, Luke. Yeah, your girl, your French girlfriend's really fit. Whoa. Well, God, she's yeah. she's she's. Actually, so I'm thinking about that. I get that more from other girls than I do from guys. Ah, like right. when girls compliment. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what, to, what, how do I even respond I, to I that? Do, what I, do you think? Do I say thank you? Like, well, do but I in say a way, they're complimenting? They're saying that you know your girlfriend's really nice or pretty or whatever, and it's complimenting in a way your choices. You know, you and 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 you as well, but indi- indirectly. So I should say thank you. Yeah, because they're saying you know, she's really nice, and we can trust her because she's another woman. Thus, you must be okay too. <laughs> I guess also it's a chance for you to sort of celebrate her. At that moment, for example, you know, a friend, a girl, a female friend of yours comes up and goes, "You know, your girlfriend is awesome," and you have to go, "Yeah, yeah, I love her so much." <laughs> <laughs> it's easier if you're American in that situation. In England, we're like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, she's all right." <laughs> she's alright. She's alright, I but suppose. Then, but then it's got down into that awkward compliment thing. Oh yeah, my girlfriend. Oh, she's alright. Just found her under a tree. Your girlfriend's lovely. Oh, but no. <laughs> yeah, I found her in a, in a in a relief centre. She was desperate. Chewing <laughs> <Shooting> up. <laughs> um, interesting stuff about compliments um, and uh, and and also cultural stuff too. Maybe the maybe this is a specifically English thing, but this is Luke's English podcast after all. So let's um, let's sort of uh, go into a few situations and the idea here is that we're going to act out these situations paul has moved into the shade uh the the seat that's in the sunshine is free so i'm going to move i'm i'm now sitting in the sunshine and paul is sitting in in, is in my chair which is which is comfortable okay so i'm now in the sunshine okay so i've got a, a, a a number of different role plays or situations and i'd like uh you me two or three of us or whatever to act them out and the interesting thing here for my listeners is i'd like my listeners to try and notice specific bits of language that we use okay now 
guys, just feel free to just be natural and just, uh, you know, uh, take part in these role plays in the normal way that you would if you were actually in this situation, okay? Uh, just, you know, try and be sort of, you know, nice and diplomatic and so on. Uh, I think most of these situations involve friends or work colleagues, so just consider, you know, trying to keep, you know, trying to keep the relationship sweet if, if you can. Try not to avoid a big problem or confrontation. Um, I'm curious to see what bits of language come up in these situations. Um, now, I think most of these are two people. So we can have, if two people are doing this, the other person could be trying to notice bits of language. What do you think? Okay, I, I it's probably that. a good idea to have a pen and some paper to note things down. So let's... I, I have a pen. Amber has a pen. Listeners, too, let me just remind you that you should uh, be trying to focus on, on uh, not just generally what happens in these situations, but bits of language as well, OK? Um, so I've got something in the region of 16 or 17 role-play situations, and I think we'll just pick and choose a few of these. Amber has found a pen. Do we have any paper? Because um, I can get some paper if we need it. I have no paper. Amber has no paper. OK, I'm going to pause the podcast, and we'll get paper. So, okay, we've got pen and paper, uh, so we're ready. Um, first one, I think Amber and Paul, you can do this. Um, so, Amber, you, you've agreed to look after Paul's dog. No, no, you, you did agree, you agreed to look after Paul's dog, even though you didn't want to, because it's a disgusting little smelly, horrible dog. Mm -hmm. But you're Paul's friend, so of course you said yes to okay. look after the dog. And while you were looking after it, the dog, at some point... Over the weekend, your, the dog ate your nice handbag. Ate the handbag. Okay. Uh, you're you're rather angry about this because you know it's a very expensive, nice handbag. How are you going to tell Paul that his disgusting dog ate your handbag? <laughs> How are we going to do this? All right. I'm curious. Ready? Go. Uh, hi, Paul. Hi. Um. How was uh? How was Bubbles? Oh. Oh, Bubbles. Uh, he was fine, yes. Not, no, no problems. Went out a lot to the park, just like you said. Run around. He loves playing with sticks. Yeah, he loves sticks, huh? He, he does. Did you have a nice time while you were away? Yeah, I did. It was great. Uh, lots of sunshine, um, lots of drinking, so it was great. Yeah, oh, it was a good break. Oh, yeah. good, 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 good. Um... Okay, then, well, I've got all his bits, his uh, lead and bed and some food and stuff. Um, I gave him a bath the other day, so he's nice and clean. Oh, nice. Thank you. Cause, yeah. Cool. He's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, there was just one, one thing that um, you didn't mention. He He's a bit of a chewer, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's chewed through a couple of my uh, Xbox cables before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's a chewer. He likes to chew. Yeah. He, yeah. Because I had um, a, a, a handbag that he, 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 he sort of chewed it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Chewed it up. He chewed up your, your handbag? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally, I don't mind normally. I wouldn't normally mind, but, um... I had actually, I had just got it actually, mm. to go with an outfit that because I was going to a, a wedding and it was to go, to go with it. Oh no! I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, right. Let me let me come in here. So, uh, Paul, I think Amber is looking for more of an apology than that. But what what are you thinking? Are you, are you thinking that it's not your fault? Well, I mean, I'm the type of person that would have been like, oh, well, well all right. Well, I I should probably buy you a new one. But I was holding out. Okay, you you were like, uh, oh, that's really bad, but I don't care. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amber, were you, what were, you were expecting him to, to do something, weren't I you? I wanted an offer. I wanted him to sort of apologise or buy me a new bag. Right. I said sorry. It wasn't a very effusive sorry. It was quite That's a true. small sorry. Okay. Quite a small sorry, just like, yeah. So, but, uh, um, but do you think it's fair for you to expect him to compensate you for the loss of the bag? I mean, he is a chewer, this dog. We knew that from, from the beginning, didn't we? He didn't mention that. Ah, I did make that clear. He had not mentioned he was a this chewer. Is true. Had he have had he have mentioned that um, you know be care but be care be careful <laughs> bubbles is a chewer, I might have paid more mind. But I'm obviously not a dog owner. You right. Know? Yeah. What are you thinking, Paul? Do you think that she's got a point? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think I, I in a Should've. in a normal situation I'd have probably just given you the bag, but that would have been too easy, wouldn't it? What kind of bag was it, Amber? It was a leather bag. Really? A brand? Uh, a well-known brand? It, Designer? It, it, it wasn't. No, I wouldn't spend that amount of much money on a bag. But, you know, it had value to me. Yeah. Okay, Paul, are you going to pay her back or are you just going to yeah, let well. the friendship die? <laughs> if there are two options, then uh, I will let the friendship okay. die. <laughs> All right. From a, from, a, from a linguistic point of view, um, I heard a few phrases. We've got things like this. Well, there was just one thing. Which is like obviously Amber's. After she'd given all the positive stuff, oh, you know, I, I washed it, I did all these great things. Uh, then uh, there was just one thing, which is like you know, alarm bells should start ringing at that mm-hmm. point because that's obviously her chance to introduce some bad news. Um, he's a bit of a chewer, a bit of a chewer. Uh, obviously, to chew is to obviously you know you bite and uh, masticate with your teeth. Right, he's a bit, but not he's he chews a lot. He's a bit of a chewer. It's interesting, sort of like you know, making it sort of seem less than than it is, like limiting it somehow with a bit of. Um, I, I wouldn't normally mind, but which is, uh, I think it's quite a common way of of sort of delivering the fact that you're unhappy in this case. Mm-hmm. Like, normally it would be all right, but in this particular case. So, I wouldn't normally mind, but... So, listeners, are you noticing these phrases? And then Paul was saying, oh, no. Which is, I think, a very common way to react to some bad news. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then he said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Although I think Amber <laughs> wanted more. <laughs> I wanted more. Okay. It's very evasive, isn't it, I think, the way... Uh, it's a very evasive way of... Of bringing up bad news, like you're always trying to mask it, sugarcoat. Um, yeah, maybe may, maybe um, Amber expected you to be more sensitive, and Paul, I think you were playing a, a character who was a bit insensitive. Oh, really? Oh no. Yeah. Anyway, uh, better be going. Um, <laughs> never mind. Thanks about for your looking bag. after Bubbles, love. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing one. Um, let's have another one. Okay, so. Um, um, Okay, so who's going to be who's going to be in this one? I think Paul, you can do this. Um, you have to explain to your family or your partner that the internet has to be cut off to save money. 
Your partner is a total geek who pretty much lives online constantly and can't imagine a world without it. So Amber is your partner in this case, Paul, and and you're the sort of you know you're the 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 you're in charge of the bills and the internet. And Amber, being a total geek, she just spends all her time watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> downloading podcasts, <laughs> listening to BBC Radio 4, and just living her entire life online, OK? Uh, and you have to announce that uh, the internet has to be switched off because you don't have any money left. Amber doesn't work. She just sits on the internet all day. Okay. Uh, and, Paul, you're the only one working, and you can't afford to have internet, so you've got to tell her that you've got to cut off the Why internet. Why don't I work? Just you can't, just because you can't find a job. OK. Because you're too distracted by the internet. Okay. Okay? All right, then? Cool. So it's, you're basically delivering seriously bad news. Um, uh, all right, Paul? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, hi, Han. Hello. So um, I noticed that our joint account was uh, a little bit in the, in the minus. Oh. Uh, which is, uh, which it has been for the past couple of months. And so I was looking through some of the expenditure that we mm-hmm. have. And um, I think that we need to reduce some of the the expenditure that we have so that we're not always uh, in debt. Okay, fair enough. Um, and it seems like the biggest expenditure right now is um, is the internet. Right. Uh, so. So you want to change provider? Well, I was thinking more of the fact that we've got internet on our phones. Yeah. Um, and so, and we're already paying quite a lot for our phones. So I was thinking, mm. well, why don't we just um, potentially cut off the internet mm. in the house through the Wi-Fi and stuff because we can use our phones to do Wi-Fi. And, and That's think. not very realistic, though. <laughs> okay. Well, wh- what is it that you're? Actu- well, I mean, that's not really gonna. That's not really gonna work. And why not? Well, otherwise, it can't use it. Well, we won't be able to use the computer. Well, you will. What? You can still use internet. Through your phone, like the phone bill that we're already paying. Yes, you can do the hotspot. Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, I use the internet a lot. That's yeah. really my main focus at the moment, and I, I think I'd find it quite difficult to cope with just my phone. To be honest. <laughs> right. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you can go out more. Maybe you can find some other stuff to do apart from always spending your time downloading. I just, spend, I just spend my time downloading. Well, what else do you do? Well, it's actually quite... I mean, the internet isn't just downloading films. There's, there's a lot out there. There's a lot that I'm doing. I mean, there are, I, you, to, love, to find a job, you actually do need to use the internet. Right. But you can use the internet off your phone. That we're can already paying. you, though? You can. You can just hook up your computer to the phone. It's not the same. Well, it's, it's well, basically I touch the type. same. I touch type. That's well, actually a skill I have. Well, yeah, but the quicker you type, it doesn't mean that you need more internet because you type quicker. But I do need a keyboard. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't use my phone. No, but what I'm saying thumb. is you can plug your phone into your computer and use your phone's internet instead of us paying twice for internet because we're already paying for internet through our phone bills, which are like €100 Euros a yeah, month. We can plug in your phone and it makes the computer become the internet? The internet on your phone yeah. will then be used by your computer. It's a little bit slower. Than, than the one that we've got right can now. Can you still but download? Yeah, it would just take a little bit longer. But we can still make the... We, you can still... Like, what is it that you do on, on the internet, apart from look for jobs? I'm going to come into the conversation now. I'm going to come into... Mummy! Mummy, Daddy, what's going on? Um, oh, hi, Luke. <laughs> um, y- your, your mother and I were just talking about... Um, Did someone say internet? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
What's wants going to, on? Daddy wants to take away the internet. Well, he what? Doesn't, he, he doesn't want to take away the internet. Daddy wants to take away the no. internet. Daddy wants to take away the internet? No, no, no. Yeah. Luke, that's That'll not... Why? No. Well, Why? Luke, calm down. You can't take, you can't take it away from me. Stop being such Don't. a fucking teenager, Luke, and calm down. <laughs> He's doing it again, Mum. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> okay. All right. Um... <clears throat> Let's see what who just descended into a serious <laughs> argument. Between, you were completely it's actually pretty realistic. I thought it was. A, yeah, it was a, quite a genuine argument. Uh, but I, I found the solution was there. I mean, if you can use your phone, that's amazing. Who knew? But to be honest, Luke, that was a bit ridiculous because the internet's yeah. cheap. Yes, well, yeah. of course it was ridiculous. That was, a, that was a rabbit. Like phones are cheap. The internet's cheap. It's like twenty euros a month. That's not. You're not going to save much by reducing the internet. So you want you actually want to get less ridiculous. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends what the. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh... Um, I, I th- some bits of language. Yeah. Listeners, I wonder if my listeners noticed any of the language being used there. There was some tentative um, sort of hedging going on, things like this. I think that we need to reduce the internet usage. I think. Now, you've looked at the details, you've studied them clearly, yeah. and you, it's, you're not, I think, we need to, you could have said, we need to cut back on our internet usage, but you were like, I think we need to cut back on our internet usage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it seems like the biggest expenditure, it seems like the biggest expenditure now is the internet. Yeah. Not the biggest expenditure yeah. is the internet, but it seems like the big, biggest expenditure yeah, is the internet. Yeah, why do we do that? Because, you, you, you know, you don't want to be too bold. You don't want to come into the conversation and go, we're spending too much on the internet, you've got to stop, you've got to go out and get a job, or I'm leaving you. You know, you didn't want to yeah. be that bold and that sort of aggressive. I think it opens up for a discussion rather than saying, we are spending too much money, and the biggest expenditure is the internet. Yeah, it's, I think we're spending too much. It seems that the biggest expenditure is the internet. Was Interesting. it something that you found out we've not done it together? Like, if we look together, we could say, oh, look, the biggest expenditure is the internet. Yeah. Because you're coming to... The situation at yeah. one side. You didn't want to throw yourself into the situation too strongly because mm-hmm. you didn't want it to become aggressive. You didn't want to make her angry. You didn't want to have a challenge. Yeah. In fact, I imagine what you wanted is for her to go, oh, okay, darling. All right, then. No problem. You do what you think <laughs> best. <laughs> um, well, so why don't we just potentially cut off the internet? Potentially. There we go again. <laughs> now, I'm, you know, this, these are not criticisms. It's just observations yeah, yeah. of the way in which, you know, people communicate. You're a person, Paul. Um, <laughs> and why don't we just potentially cut off the internet? So why don't we just cut off the internet, but potentially as well? Interesting. Well, we should just cut off the internet. Like, ju- I'm, ve- I'm not very... Um uh, forceful or um, what's the word? Confident isn't the word, but in like in my in my position, I'm I'm direct. I'm I'm almost um, oh, what's it's the tentative. word? Questioning my own. It's like I think it seems potentially it's tentative. I think yeah, it's not very it's not very matter of fact. I think it's normal. It's very normal. Yeah. You know, I think most people do that when they've got a difficult and potentially challenging thing to say. We tend to hedge it with little things like, I think, it seems, potentially, stuff like that. Um, uh, you also suggested to Amber that she needs to get out of the house more. <laughs> and you said, maybe, maybe you can go out more. Not go out more. Maybe you can go out more. Yeah. Interesting, that. Now, Amber, you were, I didn't write anything down that you said because you were being a lot more sort of uh, stubborn in your position. Much as being well, like a real, a real partner. <laughs> well, because I was defending my position, so we were coming at it at different points of view. Mm. Uh, you know, I have the sort of weaker 
claim if I'm just sat home on the internet. You know, I can't say, oh, maybe we won't. You say, oh no, no, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that's a good idea. Because mm. also, I know that he's he says maybe we should potentially cut off the internet, but obviously he's not saying potentially. He's saying let's cut off the internet. I know what he he means. Do you think it would have been better if he'd taken a much bolder position with you? What would have happened if he'd said, listen, look. You're, you're on the internet all the time, it's, and it's just not good enough. You need to go out and get a job. I'm switching off the internet. End of conversation. I'm going to the pub. <laughs> what would have happened? Well, it's like the end of the relationship, isn't it? It feels much. like it. Well, it's just very aggressive, isn't it? You, couldn't, you can't say that. It's not very nice, I suppose, nice. really. It's not very sensitive to, mm. to Amber's needs. Maybe she, maybe she really needs to watch season five of Game of Thrones. I do. Did you think about that, Paul? I didn't, know. Um, <laughs> all right. I apologise, Let's have another one. Except we'll it. keep the internet. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Luke. I'm just letting you know that this is the end of part one of this uh, two-part episode. And uh, if you want to know, if you want to hear uh, the other improvisations and role plays, there's something like six more role plays, and they're quite interesting and hopefully quite funny as well, uh, then you can just now listen to part two, which should be available in your computer or online in some, in some format uh, very, very soon. So that's the end of part one, but you should be able to listen to part two very soon, so you can look forward to that. Don't forget about that audible offer. You know about that, don't you? Um, Audible.com, they want to offer you a free audiobook. Um, and uh, I think it's a very good idea. You can listen to audiobooks in your car, you can listen to them on your phone, on your computer, on your laptop, on your Amazon Kindle, on your iPad, all sorts of different things. There's Audible have an app which allows you to uh, access all of your audiobooks in your audiobook library and you can listen to them wherever you are, whatever you're doing. So why not take advantage of this audible offer visit audibletrial.com forward slash teacher luke and download an audiobook of your choice okay you can get a lot of those game of thrones audiobooks there uh, not to mention a, l- a load of other things sherlock holmes you're a fan of sherlock holmes you can get the complete works of arthur, sir arthur conan doyle uh, on audible.com check it out audible trial dot com forward slash teacher luke you get a free 30-day trial that includes one book and 30 days in which you can just test out the service and if you don't like it you can cancel and you get your money back okay you get your money back in fact you don't pay any money uh, for 30 days so you know you can just sign up for it if you do then you know i get a little bit of commission not a huge amount but it's you know uh, a little bit so everyone's a winner, basically, with this audible.com uh, offer. Audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. All the questions and answers about this uh, offer are available on my website, which, of course, is teacherluke.co.uk. Now, how about part two of this episode? It should be available available now and maybe available now as well. Um, and uh, so you should be able to check it out. If it's not available immediately, it will be available very, very soon. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Speak to you again uh, in the near future. But for now, it's just time for me to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.